Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. You better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China. Now, this recording is going to be a little bit more raw than usual. I know that we usually come to you live from all different kinds of places, but this is going to be a little bit different. Here's why. Even though we do our recordings on the road, as everybody knows, we also don't do them in a studio. We usually do them in the back of a taxi, on a bus, in a hotel room. Wherever we're at is where we do the recordings. And when we give, when we do the recordings, we give you the recordings just as they are. We do almost no editing. Of course, we have an intro and an extra. We add something to the beginning. We add something to the end. But I usually have this little recording device that I travel with. And that is why you haven't heard from me for a while. I really didn't want to do too many podcasts without that recording device. It's something that Stone, who is our AV guy, and if you have a name like Stone, that's basically what you start to do in life. <laughs> you, you, you do something that is creative. Uh, so Stone got me this recording device that I was able to use when I traveled around. And I kept it in my bag at all times. And we have been making this eight-part DVD series for a while now. Many of you that have been listening to our podcast for a while will remember that we have been talking about this eight-part DVD series. Well, this eight-part DVD series that we've been doing, we did one of the recordings in Hong Kong a couple weeks ago. And when we were doing the recordings, I had this amazing time sitting down with a good friend of mine by the name of Dogen Chan, who is a missionary in Hong Kong, uh, from America, Mexico, Hong Kong. He's, he's kind of a, a, a world citizen, uh, married to a European. I mean, so he's kind of, so you got South America, America, Asia, and, uh, and, and, and uh, Swedish. And his Swedish uh, wife actually grew up in Pakistan as a missionary kid. So, I mean, you, you have a lot of different cultures represented just in that one amazing family, the Chan family there in Hong Kong. So we sat down. We were in the middle of Hong Kong. Uh, if you've ever been to Hong Kong or even if you haven't, you've seen movies from Hong Kong. If you can imagine uh, one of the more busy Hong Kongish areas. You know, Hong Kong is a is a city of contrast. You have modern, you uh, cutting edge, amazing buildings, you know, marble floors, um, skyscrapers, skyscraper glass buildings, uh, some of the most modern uh, architecture in all the world. And then you have these old city streets that still serve kanji like on these small little fold-out tables and they put them right out on the sidewalk. Well, the fold-out tables out on the sidewalk eating kanji is where we actually did our podcast together with Dog and Chan a couple weeks ago. Oh my goodness, we had this amazing 
podcast together with him where he shared about um, his childhood, his father, uh, his the, the, the challenges that he had when he was growing up, uh, what, what his father said to him as his last words, and uh, how that plays into his interpretation of the last words of Christ before he ascends into heaven, before his disciples, and shares with them the Great Commission, Acts chapter 1. And so that's what we were doing. We were talking with him. He shares for about two hours. We had an amazing, probably two, three-part podcast right there that we spent together with him. Unfortunately, you're a host for this time, Eugene Bach. I had that recorder with me in the taxi. I even did a recording in the back of the taxi as we were driving. And I got out of the taxi without the recorder. Uh, the bag that I keep it in is is just straight black, and I was sitting on black seats, and I set it on the seat. I actually looked at the seats to see if I'd lost anything, or, or not lost anything, if I had left anything. Just a really quick glance, uh, but I just overlooked it. I don't remember carrying anything in my hands, and we went, my, myself and Stone, we went to another location to do another recording, and unfortunately at that time... Um, we were we realized that I didn't have that microphone with me, and that has been the 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 one piece of machinery that has helped me do these podcasts. So with this podcast, I'm recording it with my phone. So it's just a simple podcast that I'm recording with my phone while I'm on the road, um, and I and I this is how I started doing our podcast, just doing simple podcasts, recording with the phone. Uh, the problem with using the phone is that the sound quality is a little bit different and it also picks up a lot of background noises. So I like to walk around when I'm doing my podcast. So you will you will hear like clicking, you will hear walking, you will hear me bumping into furniture. With that little recorder that I had before, you, you never heard those noises. Anyway, enough about that. This podcast, I want to share about where I'm at right now. Because I'm in uh, western China in a place called Xinjiang province in a city called uh, – in, in Chinese, we call it Ulumuchi. But it's Yurumchi in, in uh, the local or the, the English translation of this city. So I'm, I'm in this city. We've been spending a couple days. I spent um, uh, yesterday speaking to about um, – uh, 20 different individuals from all around Xinjiang that back to Jerusalem missionaries who are serving here have been working here. One of the guys that we uh, were able to spend some time with has been preaching the gospel here since 1994. So he has been here for more than 20 years, has been doing an amazing job. And when they were sharing about the outreaches in this area, I was just – I was really encouraged. This province – I'll do a couple podcasts on Xinjiang – uh, but this province, many people don't know, this is the most dangerous province inside of China. Um, I just spent some time today with a missionary lady uh, who comes from the, the most western part of Xinjiang. And she was talking about the riots that, take, that are taking place there continuously. Several thousand people dying there on a regular basis, not far from a city of Kashgar. So if you look at Kashgar uh, on a map, just uh, a little bit east of Kashgar, these little small pockets where big riots have been taking place. Um, uh, the, the police have found weapons attaches and bombs, and uh, we even found a, a plan. Uh, while I was here, we, we found a plan 
um, that the Muslims were using to do a bombing attack on Chinese government buildings as well as their uh, energy facility. Uh, it was actually planned to be carried out on the 7th, 8th of October 2014, which is a very important year because that is the anniversary of when Xinjiang became a province uh, here inside of China. So anyway, um, and, and today's a special day for me because I'm doing this recording on November 16th, which is my birthday. So I'm spending my 40th birthday here in the province of Xinjiang, and I'm very excited about that. Woohoo! It's, um, it's, a, it's a great place to spend your birthday because if you ever come to China and you make your way west to Xinjiang, you're talking about some of the best food in the world. Um, many people say that uh, Marco Polo came here during the time that he was exploring the world. When he came to China, he came through Xinjiang. And when he came through Xinjiang, he saw how the Xinjiang people make their noodles. And it is from those noodles that he brought back spaghetti to Italy. I haven't looked it up. I don't know if that's true. I believe it can be true because when you, when you eat the noodles here in Xinjiang, it's very much like spaghetti. Very, completely different than the noodles that you have inside of China. You have this, you have this uh, uh, spread of noodles, right? And then you have this uh, meat sauce, usually with vegetables, uh, tomato uh, meat sauce, not tomato base in the same way that you would have with like a with with, with like a bolognese sauce or something like that for an Italian spaghetti or an American Italian spaghetti. But it is it, it is very clearly. Um, a spaghetti type of meal. So when they tell me that this is where Marco Polo actually got the idea for spaghetti, that is exactly what I believe. And I tell you that they make these this this non bread, really amazing non bread. That's like. <clears throat> Uh, uh, spiced, so it's got a lot of spices on it, and tastes amazing. But it's like this little round of pizza, so it could be also you get this idea of pizza coming from this area. Does, is that true? I don't know. I'm not sure, but I can tell you that the food here is phenomenal. They have this fragrant rice. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the food, but now that you got me on the subject, I'm going to go ahead and go a little bit further. Uh, just because, <laughs> seriously, the food is amazing. They have this fragrant rice. Uh, it's it's like the, it's it's much different. The rice is much different than the rice that you that you see or get uh, in the rest of China. It's this fluffy white, almost wet rice. They grow the rice here in Xinjiang Province, and then they mix it with like carrots and other vegetables, and then they put chunks of um, of uh, goat and sheep meat uh, inside of it, and then they'll sell it out on a basket uh, out on the streets. You take that. And you add yogurt to the top. And the yogurts here are amazing. Really, really good yogurts. Um, actually, not far from the airport, from the from the Yurimchi airport, just right across the street, is one of my favorite restaurants in all of Xinjiang. I kid you not. It is amazing. Um, you go in there. You get about uh, 20 of the barbecue. And when I say barbecue, I'm not talking about the American barbecue where it's like a, a barbecue sauce. They actually spice it up. And the barbecue is just meaning grilling. So they you have these... Um, uh, yesterday we had these 20 and I, and I, use, I always go to this restaurant when I come through the Yurimchi airport. Um, had about 20 of these uh, lamb kebabs that were amazingly spiced and then we had the fragrant rice with the lamb meat and then the yogurt sauce and a can of Pepsi and it was oh like heaven, apps like heaven. I'm not joking you. Uh, anyway. Uh, if you ever come to Xinjiang, highly recommend. Excellent, excellent, excellent food. Um, so, 
I spent time with this with this missionary lady who came and she was sharing a bit about a uh, a wigger lady who came to Christ recently, and I just want to share about that here on this podcast. Now, for those that are not familiar, uh, wiggers are the minority groups that live in Western China. If you look at them, many of them do – they look nothing like the Chinese. Uh, they look more like the, the Central Asian people, the people from the, the Caucasus regions of Russia. So if you're familiar with like the stands, the Uzbekistan, the Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, um, that's what these – the people look like. If you ever watch Friends on TV, basically imagine Ross. Some of these guys could be Ross on the Friends TV – American TV show. Uh, if they walked up to my immigration counter and told me that they were from China and gave me a Chinese passport, I would laugh them out of the room. I mean, they don't look anything like Chinese. Many of them don't speak Chinese. They speak their own language, have their own heritage, have their own culture, um, and they are uh, very strong Muslims. And, uh, and, and that has been one of the contributing factors of the violence that has been taking place in Xinjiang, making this the most violent uh, province in all of China. And uh, next time I come back to the podcast, I will tell you about the most dangerous place in all of China and how several thousand people have died and the most of the world has never even heard about it because China tries to keep it on the hush-hush. Anyway, there was this Uyghur woman. Um, this Muslim woman, she was walking down the street and she hears some ladies praying at a Bible study. And when she walks by, they, the, the ladies are praying in a shop and the, the shop, the door to the shop is open. And this woman is very sick and um, she's lonely and she's hurting and she has nobody that is, is spending time with her. She has no way to stay at home and get better because she's still got to go out and run the errands. Her, her husband is working from sun up to sun down uh, in order to make the ends meet and it's still not enough to pay for the medical bills that his wife needs in order to have the treatment that, that she, her illness requires. And so she is going out and running the daily errands and just down, feeling absolutely beaten up, sick, tired, weak, and can't stay home. I'm sure that all of us have those days. Those days we usually call them Mondays. Uh, just those the days that you know she just didn't even want to get out of bed. She definitely did not want to go to town and run errands. And as she does, she finds that uh, she is walking past this open door and she doesn't speak very good Chinese. Her Chinese is very broken and actually the woman who shared this testimony with me told me that she probably only understood 30% of what she, the, this sister was sharing in Chinese. So she, she speaks very, very broken Chinese. But what she does here, coming out from out the inside of the shop, she is interested in and she stops and she just listens. And as she's listening, she can hear praises going up to God. And she doesn't understand all of it. But something about the praises that she's hearing is blessing her. It's becoming a huge blessing for her. And so she goes in with tears rolling down her face. And she sees that these are Han Chinese women. Han Chinese, that's the main people that we see inside of China. They speak the Han Mandarin language. They are the main group of people that make up China. 
and uh, the the language that they speak is called the Han language. That's the Chinese language, the Mandarin language, the language that I speak. And the Han people are not very well liked by the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs see them as being occupiers, uh, colonialists, and they want the Chinese to leave. That's why this is such a violent, volatile area. But she's broken by the sweet sounds that she's hearing by these women. And the women, they, they see her come in. They really don't know how to react. They start to talk to her, and they, they understand right away that she doesn't understand much. And then she shares with them that, I want to know more about this God that you're praying to. Now, I just got a text message that I, that I have to leave, so I'm going to go ahead and cut this, this testimony short, but it's a, it's a powerful testimony. Eventually, what happens is they pray for her and she becomes a believer. They pray for her illness and she's healed. She goes back home. She tells her husband. Her husband can't believe it. Um, the Christian ladies arrange for their husbands to go and have a meal at this Wigger family's home. And when they do, the Wigger family is completely blown away that these Chinese would be so humble to share a meal with them, enjoy time with them, bring food to their home, pray with them, and... He, was, he saw the healing of his wife, and this was a huge burden lifted off of his shoulders. So he becomes a Christian. Their whole house becomes Christians. The locals find out about it. The local Muslims come to their house, surround their house, and demand that the family deny Jesus Christ. They said, if you don't deny Jesus Christ, we will burn down your house and we will beat you and your family. The husband said, do what you must. All I know is that my wife was sick, and now she's better. And it's because of the God that we now serve. All I know is that when we needed help, nobody came to visit us. When we were struggling to make ends meet, no one came to our house. You've never sat down at my table and never had a dinner in my living room. And now you want to come? Now you want to make demands? Now you want me to uh, stay within this quote-unquote religion that you think is so true? No. I've made my decision. My family has made our decision. And this is what we're going to do. We are staying. And now today, that family is diligently serving Jesus Christ and is handing out some of the materials that we are providing for this region of Xinjiang. An amazing story. I will break this down in another part and a part two, but thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I pray that this testimony was a blessing for you, even though it was a short one. Thank you so much for enduring through our podcast, even though they're not recorded in the most perfect places, even though we don't even have a decent recorder. I'm using my Samsung to do the recording for this podcast, but I want to thank you for allowing us to get the message out to the rest of the world from where I'm standing at right now, coming to you live from somewhere within the borders of China. God bless. Hey, my name is Eugene Bach, and it's that time of year again, Christmas, our favorite time of the year. But let me ask you a question. If your home didn't have a Christmas tree, your children didn't have stockings hanging by the fireplace, there were no songs about roasting chestnuts, no images of one-horse open sleighs, no special ham, no shopping mall Santa Clauses, and no holiday greeting from your neighbor. 
would Christmas remain just as special, removing all those memories, all those things that we imprint in our mind as the meaning of Christmas? If we take away all of the tinsel, what meaning does Christmas have for you? Come and explore the meaning of Christmas from the eyes of a persecuted Christian. Follow the Chinese underground church in a special Christmas book that we have just put out. Read stories from Chinese believers who have spent their Christmas in prison. And read, for the very first time, Brother Yun's memory of being in prison for the very first time. Let the power of Jesus' birth come alive in your life this Christmas with this book. It's not a normal book, but it's one that you can share with your friends and your family just by putting it on your coffee table or on the main reception area when you walk in through the door. It is a conversation piece. You see, instead of just being a book with full of different stories, this is an amazing, marvelous picture book of the beautiful sceneries inside of China. And each page not only has these big, beautiful pictures, but they also have amazing stories, each one of them that can be read in less than a couple minutes. Do you work in an office or a reception area of a dental clinic or maybe a, a hospital? Then put this book right out there for the reading material for your guests and see their reaction. For the very first time, we are also including a CD that has songs that you have never heard before coming from Chinese Christians. We basically had an American idol, if you will, for Chinese underground house church Christians, where literally we flew them into one location from all over China, and we recorded them as they sing some of the most beautiful songs that they sing in China during Christmas time. This book can be yours for 40 US dollars. It's a donation or more. Every single penny will go to help children in Iraq for this Christmas. So it's a double whammy. It's a, it's a book that will uh, bless you. I'm sure of it. It will also bless those that are around you that are guests. And, and it's just a great conversational piece. And every dollar that you donate for this book goes to children in Iraq for this Christmas. Thank you and God bless.